Hey everybody, what is going on? I hope everyone is doing well, and welcome back once again to a brand new episode of Sweeten Up Podcast, season number two, episode number 85. I am your host, Jeff Spencer. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I greatly appreciate it, whether you have for an entire season, an entire year, or you are today for the first time. Thank you so much for joining us. However, if you are just joining us for the first time, Take a look back at our library of 84 episodes anytime you want, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. As always, if you like what you hear on the podcast today and you want to hear more, please be sure to tell all your friends and subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts so that you never miss a future episode. The podcast is available on all major podcast platforms, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Sweeten Up Podcast. With that being said, my guest on the podcast today is the great and powerful Tina Zaccardi. Tina Zaccardi is a world-class baker from Westchester County, New York. She is known on social media as the Italian Cookie, and she has appeared on The Chew, The Today Show, The Rachel Ray Show, Hallmark Home and Family, Bridge Street TV, Daytime, and was the season four winner of ABC's The Great American Baking Show, making her one of the top bakers in America. I had a fantastic conversation with Tina via Zoom, talking about where her love of baking began, how she got through the COVID-19 pandemic, her journey on the Great American Baking Show from the beginning to her incredible victory, her appearances on other TV programs such as Rachel Ray, her advice and tips on baking, what she enjoys doing in her free time, and so much more. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here she is, my friend and one of the best bakers in the country, Tina Zaccardi. Joining me on the podcast today via Zoom video conferencing, it is a total honor to have this wonderful individual on the other side of my computer screen. She is known on social media as the Italian Cookie. She has appeared on The Chew, The Today Show, The Rachel Ray Show, Hallmark Home and Family, Bridge Street TV, Daytime. Mm -hmm and was the season four winner of ABC's The Great American Baking Show. It's the great American baker herself, Tina Zaccardi. And Tina, thank you so much for joining me on the show. And how are you? I'm great. Happy to be here, Jeff. Awesome. And listen, thank you so much, like I was saying before, for joining me. It's, it's really awesome. You've done some really cool things. Can't wait to dive into all of it. But before we get going on that, one place I've always started with my guests, especially since the year of 2022, <laughs> is how did you get by with COVID? Crazy time, you know, you work with food, you're, you're a baker, you're, with, you know, you're in person with people, or you're, you're making food, whatever it is. And I could imagine it must have been a really difficult time as far as that's concerned. Of course, you can just bake on your own in your kitchen. You don't necessarily have to have a bunch of people around, but that's what you do. So how did you get by on, you know, a professional front, you know, your family, how's everyone doing? And uh, what could you tell us? So the family's all good. And yes, I did do a lot of baking during the, you know, the lockdowns. And, uh, but actually doing those, uh, you know, the fact that everybody was on Zoom opened up a multitude of opportunities for me that I, I wouldn't have had. I did a lot of shows that would normally have someone come in person and I had the opportunity to do that. I did um, one, you know, a, Chicago, a couple of Chicago news shows, a uh, show in Syracuse, a show in Tampa. So that really honestly opened up a lot of doors for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there, there definitely were some, uh, some benefits of the whole situation. You could easily propel right into any news studio or any, 
you know, any sort of room anywhere in the country and, and be present and have people know who you are and what you're doing and everything like that. So that's yeah. here because I always like to get my guests perspective on how they got through such a difficult time because, you know, with everything you're doing and everything my guests do, you know, I, I just love getting that, you know, that perception of, of how was it for you and maybe people can relate. Maybe they can't. Maybe they think, oh, maybe I should do something like this or like that. So thank you for sharing that. That was great. And yeah, you know, I did a lot of I did a lot of Instagram lives. And honestly, the first six months were actually the family was good. Thank God. Um, so I had, you know, my husband and I and my two kids were here for the whole six, the six months um, after the lockdown. And it was we had a great time. We were watching movies and we were we were baking and um, we were having happy when your kids are over 21, you can have happy hours. So it was <laughs> it was it was all good in my house. So nice. That's awesome. Well, you, you can't beat that when your kids get older and you could just right. you know, all just have a drink and relax and not really worry about too much of what's going on. So that that's good. That's awesome. I love to hear that. And yeah, your Instagram lives were great. I definitely tuned in a bunch. And, um, you know, what a good what a good tool and platform to just keep on grinding and, yeah. and doing what you do. So that is awesome. And in the family time, that was the one thing that all the guests were saying, like, man, that family time when we were locked in together was was precious and something that, you know, I really took out as a as a positive amongst all the negative. Yes. So that's all. Awesome. I don't think I ever, you know, we wouldn't have gotten that. So otherwise, right. So. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And um, and that's how this podcast started. Because I had a bunch of free time. <laughs> so um, but listen, Definitely take me back, you know, from years of you know growing up, you know, where you're from and how did sort of the early days with your family um, and everything like that culminate to what you do now with your love of baking and your skills and just everything like that? So, you know, I've, I've been baking for as long as I can remember. You know, I started, it's a typical story, watching my mother, watching my grandmother. Um, there are recipes, Italian recipes my grandmother had that I still bake today. And, you know, just growing up, it was something that kind of set me apart and that I actually was good at. And, you know, when you started, you know, when you're eight, nine, 10 years old and you get these oohs and ahs and from your family, that that really leaves an impression. And it's something you want to continue. So, I, you know, I would bake, you know, all the time. And then maybe around high school and high school, beginning of college, my mother and I started doing a lot of cookies around Christmas time. And we would do, you know, like 15, 20 different kinds of cookies and give them to family, give them to neighbors, give them to friends. Um, you know, I got married, had kids and, um, you know, would work, you know, part-time jobs or whatever things that, that worked for us. And then maybe about 2009, 2010, um, this competition bug hit me. And at the time there were two websites that had listings of contests, recipe contests. So I started entering a few, you know, some of them didn't hear anything, but around 2013, I had submitted a recipe. Oh, I, well, actually it was about a year prior to that. The Chew, I loved watching The Chew and I'm so sad that it's not on anymore. That was one of my favorite shows to watch. Same, same. And, and they had asked, this was like 2000, whatever, one episode, they say, you know, they're asking the viewers, oh, send in your, you know, your best family recipes. So I send one in, never, never heard from them. About a year later, the phone rings and on the caller ID is ABC. And I'm like, what, this has got to be, you know, a scam call. So I have answer it. And then it's a producer from The Chew. And they said, we're doing a viewer bake-off and we're looking for three people to do a bake-off. And 
we, you know, we were looking through some files and we saw that you had submitted a recipe. So it wasn't the original recipe that I submitted that they wanted me to do. Um, so I went on, my recipe actually won and I got to make it, put it together with Mario Batali and Carla Hall. So, you know, that's the, you know, the competition bug bit. And I, and I like, I had to have more. And then I entered another contest. It was a, um, a healthy one pot meal. It wasn't even baking. Uh, with Joy Bauer, and I got to be on the Hoda and Kathy Lee show. So Kathy Lee Gifford was still on the show at the time. Oh, yeah, today's show, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, the third hour. Yeah. Um, it yeah, was, so. It was like a, couscous, it was like a couscous uh, chicken? Yeah, the chicken, yes. Yeah. It was like a Thai-inspired chicken and couscous. It looked amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So um, so after that, I mean, there was. this is the story I tell everybody. It's one Sunday afternoon. I'm flipping through the channels and I come across PBS. I don't know if it was 13 or 21. Um, and there's a rerun of the British baking show. And I had, I had never heard of it, had no idea. So this was like 2014, 15, whatever. And immediately within 10 minutes, I'm hooked on it. It's, <laughs> it's, you don't even have to be a baker to get, to get hooked on that show. And, um, so I said to myself, God, if they ever do one in the United States, I really have to apply for this. So they did it one season. And I don't know how I missed the, um, the casting call because I would scour the internet for, for stuff. So then the second year I applied, it was actually picked as an alternate and didn't make it. I was pitched, you know, pitched to the, to the uh, network, became an alternate, but they never needed me. Applied for season three, didn't get as far as I did the previous year. And then the fourth year, I got, you know, I sent in my application. I got the call. I Skyped with the producer. Um, I went to the, the um, a tasting. You had to bake a couple of things, tasting, went to that. And I, I finally, you know, after all said and done, I, I got picked as one of the 10 bakers for the show, which was just crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Total, total pinch me moment for sure. That's, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's tremendous. And you know, real quick before we continue on what you're, what you're talking about right now on the chew, that was the peach blueberry crumble, right? Yes. It was that, that peach blueberry. Unbelievable. I mean, oh my gosh. Don't eat. I mean, your photos on your Instagram alone. I just want to lick the screen. Right. I actually think I commented <laughs> on one of your posts today. Yes, and I was like, yes, today. The screen, <laughs> but I mean, that just sounds unbelievable. Oh my god! It was, it was, yeah, that was a really fun experience. That was kind of like my first time ever doing something like that. Yeah, and I, you know, before everything happened with Mario Batali, I was like a huge. I mean, I I love Mario Batali. Absolutely loved him before, of course, everything happened. Now you don't really see him at all anymore because of the whole uh, that whole situation. But but yeah, I absolutely I'm I'm with you. I love the chew, and it was fantastic. Now going back to the Great American Baking Show, yes. you were mentioning. The British, you know, the, the British baking yeah. show. And my friend Matt and his folks absolutely love I know tons of people who absolutely love the British. <laughs> but talk to me about the, the Great American Baking Show, you know, where it was filmed, what what it was like a, a day on the set. It must have been crazy, the hecticness. I mean, like you were saying before, the first couple episodes, there were some, you know, some flops, some ups, some downs, stuff like that. <laughs> but definitely take me into that because sure. a lot of the folks we have on this program – they're either Food Network judges or they've been on Guys Grocery Games or they've been on Chopped or Beat Bobby Flay. And they always give their take of what it's like to be in that situation. So definitely break it down. So we um, filmed over in England. They put the, uh, the tent up. It's a tent that they use, but not in the same location. So we were on the Pinewood Studios lot where they filmed James Bond, 
where they filmed, they were actually filming Maleficent and some of the Star Wars while we were there on another, on another set. I'm a huge Star um, Wars nerd. That would have been yeah. great for me. <laughs> There was, it was really, we had to pause a couple of days because there were, we were hearing explosions from like another set. So we had to stop. And <laughs> so we, we, we were, we filmed in the tent in England. Um, we were over there for about three or four, between three and four weeks. Um, it was in August and then the show aired in December. Um, so a typical day. So the first day was a really long day because you've got 10 people and there are two bakes in the first day. So the, the schedule was um, they would do the signature and the technical in one day. And then you come back the next day and do the showstopper. So it was a really long day. You'd get there in the morning. Uh, they'd take you to do your little morning interviews about talk to you about how you're feeling, what's coming up, you know, the confessional on a you know reality show. And then you would, um, we'd eat, you know, they'd have breakfast for us. They had lunch and you do, you know, you go in the tent and the signature was something that we had practiced. So we had the recipe and they sourced all the ingredients and we had them on our bench ready to go. Um, and after that, they come around and do the judging and then we'd break for a while. And then we'd do the technical, which was sight unseen. We had no idea what was coming at us for that. And then there'd be more interviews and more judging. And then um, we'd, they'd take us back to the hotel and we'd do the whole thing all over again the next morning. Um, so the, the first week, um, you know, you've, you've got nerves. You didn't, you, it, there's no way to, there's no way around it. Um, you can say, you know, you can, you know, you, you think you're prepared for everything and you're not. So the first, the first thing we had to do was a signature coffee cake and mine, I had problems getting it out of the pan. So it looked a little squashed. And I think Paul even said, it looks like somebody sat on it. I was like, and you know, I, I was, I tried to be very upbeat. I'm like, I said to myself, I'm not gonna let them see me cry on camera. So I was, you know, just, I would joke if he would like make a funny comment or something, I would just joke about it. And then um, technical wasn't bad. That was okay. And then our showstopper was to make 18 mini cakes. And I was, my original recipe was a pumpkin spice cake with a caramel filling and um, an orange frosting mm. with a marzipan pumpkin. Oh. So, yeah, so they have all the ingredients for us and they're all labeled, but I made my cake. I put it in the oven. It's in there for the right amount of time. And it like starts to flatten. It's not rising. It's not baking properly. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I can't serve this to the judge. And it's like, all you can think about is like, you don't want to be that first person, you know, eliminated on a reality show. You just don't want to be that person. So I, I didn't realize, I found out later what I had done. So I, you know, we have assigned to us in the morning, a cameraman and a producer. And they're the ones that are asking us the questions that you see us answering on screen. You don't see them asking us, but you, 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 when we're talking, it's usually answering one of their questions. And I said, how much time do we have? And I had made my filling. I had made the frosting. I'd made the pumpkin. So it was just the cake. So I actually had enough time to remake a recipe that I had in my head, my go-to chocolate cake. Because I didn't want to remake what I had because I said there's, there's either a typo in the recipe or something terribly wrong. So I made it. It worked out great. And, and Sherry Yard coined me the, the comeback kid. So um, so what had happened was instead of grabbing, it was either baking powder, or baking soda. I had grabbed the cream of tartar, which I had used in another component. And it caused the cake to just 
flatten and not rise. So I didn't realize that at the time, but that's that's what happened. Gotcha. Wow. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine all yeah. that going on. And you're out <laughs> and I'm assuming I'm assuming you're out there in England on your own. It's not like you have family around or anything. You know, you're you're going home to your hotel or wherever you're staying every night and it's like you're just you're just alone in your thoughts, doing your thing, getting ready well, to rock and roll. Yeah, well, funny you should say, you know, you don't have family, but honestly, we we got pretty tight very quickly. Oh. The, the whole group of us. We're all staying oh. in the same hotel. We're all we we had we, you know, we would go out for lunch. Groups of us would go out for lunch, we'd oh, go nice. out for dinner. When we had our days off, we would go sightseeing and stuff. So we we, you know, and we had people that were there as support for us if we needed something to talk to somebody or anything. So oh, that's cool. That's super cool. And it's also, you know, and it's also funny that the great American baking show was filmed in London. That's, that's definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah. So it uses the, the same production company, love productions. They have a, a group in um, Los Angeles and then they have a group in London. It's like the same company. So they, so we had people that were from the United States and from England working on the set whether it was either a cameraman or a producer or the culinary staff or whatever. Gotcha. Wow. Unbelievable. And I know it's on Hulu now, so you can watch it anytime yeah. you want. <laughs> so for people listening, people like me who are, who are going through it right now, catching up on all of it, you can watch it anytime you want. It's on Hulu, the yeah. great American baking show season four and watch Tina absolutely kill it. So if you want to do that <laughs> after you listen to this, I highly recommend it. <laughs> yes. Do that. Do yeah. that. So, <laughs> Episodes are going on and other contestants are slowly starting to dwindle and fizzle out and you're realizing, wow, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm moving up, I'm moving up. People are, you know, the, the crowd's becoming a lot smaller. What was that like? And then talk to me about that final episode for sure. So, yeah, so um, I got, I got past the first week. So that was a moment, you know, but um, second week was pastry. I, I did well. Third, the third week, it was my favorite week because it was cookie week. And I just love anything about cookies. I got Star Baker. I got a Hollywood handshake was which just was like totally blown away by that. You know, he sticks his hand down. It's like, oh, my God. You know, you, you watch other people watch it happen to other people. And you don't you know think it's going to happen to you or you don't know how you're going to react when it does happen to you. I still you know, you're, you're still very cautious. You still don't think you've done enough to be, you know, not be eliminated. I didn't start to feel comfortable until after bread week, when I was able to get by bread week and stay, we just had the semifinals and the finals to go. And I was not confident, but I was kind of looking forward. Like the semifinals, we had to do our gingerbread house. And I was actually looking forward to doing that. I was so hoping that I would get that far in order to do it. And people were thought it, they were like, you really want to do that? I'm like, yes. That's like one of the things I was really looking forward to doing. And I just hope that I would be there um, by that episode to be able to do that. So That's awesome. You know, gingerbread houses are fun, even for someone like me who has no idea what I'm doing. Of course, I already, I already buy the house pre-made like a, you know, like a simpleton, but I mean, baking for me is it's it's it can be so daunting and challenging and nerve wracking. And I definitely want to get to that portion of, you know, what it's like to bake and maybe for people out there who want some tips, because I know that you're really good at that. And the judges for the Great American Baking Show, just for those who, who don't know who, you know, who are they and sort of what is their background in the, you know, the baking or pastry world? So um, one of the judges was Paul Hollywood, and he's the judge for the British show. So he's like 
Mr. Bread. So we were all shaking in our boots when it was Bread Week. And he's, he's just phenomenal and extremely knowledgeable. And um, the other judge is Sherry Yard. Now, she's from the United States. She um, was uh, Wolfgang Puck's executive pastry chef. She's a three times James Beard award winner. So she is extremely knowledgeable about everything baking. Um, and, and people ask me all the time, was their criticism fair? And I said, for me, you know, I can't speak to anybody else, but for me, yes. You know when you messed up, you know when something isn't right. So when they gave a criticism or told me something could have been different or whatever, I, I believe that they were being very honest with, with their criticism. So, and then the two hosts was Emma Bunton, Baby Spice from the Spice Girls. And we had Spice Adams, the football player, Anthony Adams. So they were both phenomenal. They were, um, they were so sweet. In fact, you know, when we were, we'd be getting ready in the morning or would we have some downtime and sitting, they would chat with us, especially Spice Adams. He would come over and talk to us. And a lot of us had kids. So he would talk to us about his kids and it was just, it was great. It really was. That's awesome. And when you won, do you, is there a prize like, or, or you, or you're just, your name's like one of the great, great bakers of America has. And also what was it like flying home and then like getting home to your family and just, you know, being like, you know, what up? I'm like, one of the greatest bakers in America. What's going on? Like, you know, who's waiting on me first? Like, <laughs> So for this particular show, there isn't a monetary prize. Gotcha. We get, it, it's been, they've been switching it on and off. It's either a crystal cake stand or a crystal platter. And I happen to be, get the platter my, my season. Um, so it's filmed in August. So there wasn't too many people that knew where I was. My, my kids, my husband, like two or three very close friends knew where I was. Um, so when I got home, my daughter knew that I won because she actually came over there and she was there for the finale. Oh, and you can, you can see her, you can see her in the, in a couple of the episodes. Oh, I can't wait. And my, and, and my husband knew my son who left for his sophomore year in college the day before I came home, when I got home, I called him. And I said, do you want to know? And he said, no, don't tell me. I want to be surprised with everybody else. So <laughs> he went all this time without knowing. And my, there were a couple of my friends who were just like, they were like, oh, so you won, didn't you? I'm like, no, oh, you lost. You know, they were trying to get it out of me. And I just, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't. But honestly, we weren't really allowed to talk about anything that, that happened. So, yeah. So coming home in August, um, you can't say anything. We we couldn't say anything until November when the official press release actually came out. And then we couldn't even talk about each episode until it aired. So you're pretty tight lipped about the whole thing. <laughs> A little non-disclosure in agreement. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you, and you're in uh, Westchester, right? Are you from Westchester? Westchester. Yep. Lower Westchester. Awesome. Cool. I worked in Armagh for a few years uh, as well as New York city. So I was in the Westchester area pretty pretty often that's that's very very cool i like it and speaking of another appearance i know that you appeared uh the rachel ray show and you were you were making a hand you were making a burger i was making the, a burger you had the best burger and <laughs> i mean sort of going from you know baking and you know pastry all that and then making the best burger i mean that's so cool so obviously you're someone who's very talented and knows what they're doing what they're doing <laughs> uh, in the kitchen which i god i I'm, I am awful and I, I have a lot to learn from a lot of people, but definitely tell me about how that came to be and your experience doing that. 
So the so the Rachel Rachel I, that's another great show that I used I watched all the time I, I mean I still do she's Rachel is still on oh yeah and um a year before I was on in fact this is a little fun fact that today right. is exactly six years ago that that show aired <laughs> the twenty third February twenty third there you go <laughs> that's great and today funny enough speaking of baking according to my girlfriend is banana bread day oh banana and it's and it's really funny because i hate bananas. <laughs> i know i'm gonna piss off tons of people but i'm not i'm not a big banana fan and i, I yeah i'm the, everyone so. was taking it during the during the lockdown and i guess yes, today, except, except me except, yeah except <laughs> one of the, the greatest baker in america and um, <laughs> I just thought that was funny because my girlfriend this morning was like, I made a banana bread. Today's banana bread. Cool. Day. But, but yeah, but anyway. <laughs> so um, uh, about a year before that, uh, she had Bobby Flay on and he has like his burger restaurant mm. and he was looking for a new burger. So again, they're asking the home viewers, send in your idea for a burger. You might get picked and be on the show, blah, 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 blah. And I, I never heard from them. A year later, I get a call, ABC again, <laughs> and it was a producer from the Rachel Ray Show and said, we were looking through some of our old files and we saw that you had submitted a burger to the to an older contest. And um, uh, we'd, we'd love to have you come on if you want to create a different burger, because I think the burger I had sent in was um, very seasonal. It was like a Thanksgiving themed. It was like a turkey burger that had like sweet potato chips and stuff in it. So I created something else. So... Um, it, that one was really fun because while the rest of her show was going on, they had three stations set up for us and we were, um, we were cooking our burger while the rest of the show was going on. So we weren't on camera the whole time, but the audience could see us the entire time. So that was just, that was really fun. And we didn't know that there was a prize going in. They didn't say there was a prize. We figured, okay, Hey, just being on the Rachel Ray show is enough. We didn't, and I didn't need a prize. So when we got there and Rachel was starting to introduce us all, she started to talk about the prizes and we're looking at each other like what? So third prize was um, a Weber grill. First prize was, no, second prize was a weekend at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. And the first prize was the weekend. Um, it was actually th th Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three days at the Miami um, South Beach Wine and Food Festival. Oh, so yeah. So it was like, okay, so now we're, now the competition just went up about 10 notches here. So, so, so Tina, how was, how was the festival? <laughs> it was, it was absolutely amazing. And, um, so the way the whole thing came about was Rachel Ray sponsored the burger bash down in Miami. And this is the 10th anniversary of her doing that. So she wanted to do like a viewer burger bash and have three people come on and make, make their burgers. Nice. So what was really great about the whole thing was that we got to go into the burger bash an hour before it even opened and walk around with her and her husband and like get a, a preview taste of all the burgers. Oh. So that was really awesome. And I got to bring a friend, which was really nice. So I wasn't by myself. Nice. And, uh, and then we, and then we got to go to the grand tasting the next day. Uh, it was, and then, you know, and then another cocktail party and we got to sit in the front for her demo and she signed her cookbooks for me and my friend there. It was, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was That's, really awesome. <laughs> that is so cool, man. Total yeah. rock star. Tina Zaccardi, total <laughs> rock star. So awesome. I love it. I love hearing that stuff. And, you know, talk to me about, 
the Italian cookie? Where did that come from? How come people, you know, how come that's the name or, or something like that? <laughs> so, you know, so after the show had aired, you know, you're, you're trying to think of some way to present yourself on social media. And I was talking, you know, going back and forth on, do I just use my name on Instagram? Do I do something? And, and it just, one day it just kind of came to me, the, the Italian cookie. So, you know, and I, most of the baking I do is Italian in nature. Sometimes I'll put a little Italian twist. Like I did that with some of the things I made for the show. I put like a little Italian twist on them. Um, so that's, that's made the Italian cookie. That's awesome. That, I mean, like I was saying, your, your social media, I mean, if you're not following the Italian cookie, Tina Zaccardi, you're crazy because your pictures, the pictures are unbelievable. The things you make are so perfect. It's it's crazy. And the perfectionist in me, I look at it. Well, at least I try to be. I look at it. I'm like, oh, my God, that's perfect. Like, this, this is awesome. Like, like what she, what she does is just so incredible. Having that that fine touch, that steady hand, like just some of the things I've seen. I'm like, how is that real? It doesn't even look real. <laughs> <Doesn't> look real. <laughs> it's so great. It's so, so great. And um, with everything that you've done, do you have a favorite moment or a favorite memory or, or you know, a, a something that stood out to you so far during this journey that you were like, you know, that was great. Or I really enjoyed that. I mean, it, it would definitely have to be the whole experience of the show because after watching it myself and just wanting to do that so much, it, that I think has to be the, the most exciting thing that I've done. I mean, when, when we drove onto the studio lot and we saw the tent for the first time, it was just it, for everybody on that bus. It was just, the, the craziest experience. Yeah. It was just like, you know, you get choked up because this is something that you've, you know, you've wanted for, for so long. Um, and that you've worked so hard. I mean, there are days when I would just bake something to practice a technique, you know, not that, you know, just working, you know, just so hard at your, your craft and just to, you know, be able to do well. So it would definitely be that, you know, the, the two moments I think would be that Hollywood handshake and, um, the moment that they call your name. And it was really funny for the first like 30 seconds after they called my name, it, you're, you're kind of in this haze <laughs> that, yeah, you are definitely in shock. I like, it was really funny because after I got home, um, I couldn't wait for that to air because I didn't remember how I reacted because <laughs> that's the kind of haze that I was in. I, I I'm like, I'm dying to see what, what did I do? What did I do? Oh, that's great. That's so great. I love it. I love it. And, you know, one of your appearances, I, I really, really enjoyed. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've enjoyed all of them. And like I said, I'm working through I'm working through season four. But um, when you were on Hallmark Home and Family, uh, the cookies that you made for that were, yeah. were the uh, the Italian cookies. Uh, it was like a but you kind of put your own twist on them. Yeah, it was. So there cool. was a riff on the on the three colored cookies. My, my daughter loves anything with um, sprinkles and anything that's kind of like, um, like birthday cake flavored. So I did a little riff on those, on those three colored cookies and, and um, made them. That was a great sprinkles. Yeah. Was- oh, well, and they were fantastic. Oh my God. Debbie and Cameron yeah. Matheson. They were fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that was, that was super great. I, I've, I watched that video a few times. It's great. I'm like, Man, that, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and it's so cool to see just, you know, doing your thing, doing what you love. And, and, you know, the fact that it must be great when you're on a show and they're just like, and you won the great American Bing show and you did this and did that. And you're just like, yeah, you know, that's me. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, 
the, like I said, the Zoom opened up a lot of opportunities, but there's nothing like being in the studio on set with the with the host. Um, yeah. That's just so much fun. So yeah. much fun. And I'm with your daughter. I love anything birthday cake flavored. <laughs> um, my cousins own Ferris Acres Ice Cream in Connecticut. It's been around for almost 20 years. It's it's uh, one at BuzzFeed named it one of the best ice creams in uh, New England. Um, and they have a, a, a cake shake. And it's uh, uh. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely incredible. I don't want to say that I was the inspiration behind it, but they had cake batter ice cream. And I would always uh. tell them when they first opened Put into a shake. Put into a shake. Put into I, shake. I love shakes. Where, where are they located? So they're in Newtown, Connecticut, my hometown. Um, oh, Newtown. Okay. Yep. And yep. did you? I mean, did you? Because I was. Um, I've done a couple of classes for the Newtown Library. So um, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was going. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. I saw recently in the Newtown Bee, which is our local newspaper that I follow. Uh, I look at it basically every day, online or in print. And I saw that you did a, uh, you know, a Zoom lesson uh, thing over there. Uh, I forget what was it, what you were made. It was uh, it was like a um, it was like a uh, nice box cake. Yeah, inside of like a like a wine glass. Right. It was for, it was a Valentine's Day dessert for two. Exactly. <laughs> and I saw that they posted it in the Newtown B, and I thought it was super cool. And I saw something that said, uh, you know, the Italian cook, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's Tina. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, she's coming on the show soon. That's so cool. And yeah. the funny part about that is my mom, unfortunately, she passed away a few years ago, but she worked at the CH Booth Library her forever. She did. I mean, oh. over maybe two decades, a little over two decades. And my grandma worked there. My aunt worked there. The CH Booth Library, I spent so much time as a kid. Uh, it means so much to my family. So when I saw that. I thought that was super cool. So definitely, yeah. Tell me what exactly it is that, you know, you've been collaborating with local libraries. So um, before the lockdown started, I did a kind of a little kind of a talk at the um, Harrison Library in Westchester. And um, they asked me some questions about the show. And then I did a little, um, we did a cream puff. I did a cream puff demo for everybody that was there. So that was fun. And then from there, you know, my local, my local library, East Chester asked me to do things. And then from there, they heard about me and I've done like, I've done um, stuff for Bronxville and Shrub Oak and um, Scarsdale and Tarrytown, a whole bunch of libraries. So then um, I, I want to say the sister of someone who works at one of the, I think it was Shrub Oak, has a sister who works at the Danbury Library. Oh, cool. So she called me up and said, would you like to do something for us? And I did, um, I think I did chocolate mousse and I think it was with the kids. Ooh. And then because it was Connecticut, um, the woman, uh, Kate at the um, Newtown library, I guess saw that I had done something in Connecticut and asked me to do something. So I actually have one scheduled for, I can't remember if it's the eighth or ninth. I want to say it's uh, March 9th, I believe on Wednesday. Um, I'm doing another, um, zoom you know for them so i'm hope you know i'm hoping i i last week i did it was well it was a friday before valentine's day i had done my first in person that we had i had done in a long time and it was we made uh we decorated valentine's day cookies with the six to 12 year olds at the harrison library which was just so much fun and it was so nice to get back in the library and to be working you know working there because you know zoom it's okay but it's not ideal yeah, Zoom gets the job done, but I totally agree. Being in person, having that hands-on experience, seeing it in person, totally different than seeing it through, yeah. you know, through a, you know, a screen. Totally, totally agree. 
And, you know, I, I got to tell you, what better than to watch you do anything baking, considering how great you are at it and all the <laughs> awesome things you make. I mean, I would be I would be totally mesmerized. And what stops Tina Zaccardi from turning into like a Buddy Velastro and opening a shop and having her own TV show? I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> there's so, you know, there's so many people that are such, you know, great, great bakers. Um I, I, right now I'm, I'm, I'm having a really fun time doing, you know, what I'm doing. Cause I've done, I love doing these you know, short little segments on the morning shows. In fact, I've done a few on Connecticut live. I don't know if you've seen any of them. Yeah. yeah so I've done, I've done a few for them and, and they are wonderful to work with the producer, the, ho- the hostess, they're fantastic. And um, I've done like a, a few in, in Florida. So it's really fun to do, um, do those little short, segments like on either a news show or a morning show so and then I'm doing um I do do like the classes with the libraries um I I also do hands-on classes um with the uh, Bronxville adult school we use the uh, high school's um home ec room so that's a lot of fun and I do um I have on my website if 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 you're there's something you're looking to learn how to bake um, you can get in touch with me and I can you know, develop a class and we can do it either over Zoom or I could come to you and, you know, we can, you can learn how to bake whatever it is you want to learn how to bake. That's so cool. I love it. I absolutely love it. And, you know, say someone wants to summon you to, to, to make something for them. Is that possible? Do you, do you do that? Or is it sort of here and there? Yeah, well, actually, yeah. So I do do sporadic, like if someone, you know, uh, asked me to do a cake or like a cookie, you know, do cookies or something like that. So I do do there. It's, it's, it's few and far between, but I do take um, some special orders if I'm available. And it's usually, it's usually local, like lower Westchester. Gotcha. Cause I'm, I'm, I was thinking, I'm like, you know, someone out there after they listen to this, they're going to want to summon Tina's <laughs> to make them a cake of some kind. Cause once they see your Instagram, it's game over at that point. And <laughs> they'll, they're going to be like, wait, how can I, how can I ever do this or that or the other thing? Cause she's perfect. <laughs> And speaking of that, one thing I saw, and shout out to CT Bites and uh, Westchester Bites and, and everything like that, and everything that Seth Webster and their team is doing, it's incredible. But one thing I saw from an article they did on you last year was the lemon blackberry pistachio meringue tart. I can't tell oh, you yeah. how, not only how amazing <laughs> that looked, but that just, oh my God, that speaks my language like you have no idea. I want to eat that. So, so, so talk to me about how that came to be and and what is that like to eat? I mean, that just sounds unbelievable to me. So actually that particular tart, I um, was just going over a friend's house. We were just, they were just going to barbecue in the backyard and I'm the one that brings dessert all the time. Big big (laughs) surprise, right? Shocker. (laughs) And, um, you know, it was just something, you know, I didn't want to say throw together because, (laughs) um, you know, it was just something I, I said, Oh, you know, I ground up some pistachios and put it in the crust. Um, the filling is my lemon curd, which the recipe is out there on my website. And it's just so easy to put together and just so delicious. Um, and then it was just a matter of, you know, maybe I put like a layer of um, blackberry, you know, preserves on the bottom before I put the lemon curd and then some meringue on top. So it was just something that I, I, I didn't have a plan when I started. I was just putting together a dessert to bring to a friend's house. And that's how it just, it, and it, and you know, it starts to snowball because, Oh yeah, I can do this. And then I can do this and then I can do this. And it was a Saturday. And you know, when you have the time, you start to things start to snowball. Yeah, no. And it's so beautiful. I would, <laughs> Thank man, you. I, I would hate to even eat it. 
I feel <laughs> no, like no, it, eat it, eat it. I feel like it, it belongs, it, like an NFT, it belongs on the wall somewhere in someone's <laughs> house. <laughs> it's so, it's just so nice. It's just, it is really nice. And I can't imagine what it must be like to be a close friend of yours. And hey, after a party, Tina, do you think you can make something for it? Yeah. <laughs> in fact, Tina, I, I got believe- something going on this weekend. I'd love for you to come by and make it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to bother you. I'm like, it's not, it's not bothering me. It's what I live for. You want to ask me to make something? I'll make, I'm like, yes, uh, definitely. I'll make it. I'll make it. <laughs> You're awesome. That's great. And, you know, like I was saying before, to me, baking seems daunting. It seems like you got to have some patience. You got to roll with the punches, whatever happens, you know, because I know if you mess up a little thing, it could really, you know, it could be bad and your product could come out not so, you know, not the way you would like it to or the way it should. What could you say to people out there who maybe don't bake or don't bake as much because they're just, ah, they're just turned off because they think it's harder than it really is? What could you say to those people? So, you know, for me, besides besides following you and getting your tips. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, you know, we, you know, Instagram isn't, isn't, I won't say it's not real life, but it's, you know, we put our best out there. And then sometimes there are messes. There are a couple of times where I've had some disasters and you, you know, I put them in my stories. I'm like, Oh, look, this is what happened. Exactly. Um, I will say that for baking, it really is repetition and practice. I'm like, you know, the first, the first, you know, 20 times I tried to make caramel was a disaster. It's just something that you need to keep doing. And, and please don't expect to get it right or get it perfect the first time, because it does, it, it's most people, it doesn't come that easy, that easily to it's, it's practice and everything that you see out there, um, I've done like several iterations of it and, you know, tried different things and changed things and, you know, recipes and stuff. So it's just a matter of just doing it and practicing it and doing it over and over and over again. And, and, and yes, you have to have patience and baking is more of a science than like regular cooking. Like if you're making it, you know, sauteing some chicken, I'll oh, just throw a little more salt and throw a little more rosemary, throw a little more olive oil, whatever you know, baking, there's a science, there's a reason why the the recipe is the people develop at the rate is. So the best advice I could give to somebody is if you're making a recipe and, you know, might say, oh gosh, it has so much butter in it. There's so much this and that in it. Make it exactly the way it's written the first time and, and see how it comes out. And then you might be able to start making maybe little, little changes to it, but, you know, make it, the way the, the person wrote it the first time. And then, then, you know, see if you like it, if you don't like it, but just follow the recipe, you know, exactly the way it is that first time. Gotcha. Awesome. And listen, I got a few more things before we wrap up and yeah. thank, thank you so much. This is great. I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like we could talk all day about this because <laughs> this is just great information. And, and like I said, everything that you're doing is, is really, really great. Is there, Something that you enjoy baking over something else, like do you really like to bake bread or is it cookies or is it cakes or or is it everything? But is there one thing that you enjoy and is it just baking or or maybe cooking? Is there something you enjoy cooking? And what could you tell us? Um, you know, I, I, I kind of I enjoy making everything, but I love making cookies and and especially like individual desserts, like individual tarts or individual cakes. I love that 
everybody gets their own little individual whatever it is. So that's I, I love I love doing doing that and and like the I love doing like the smaller cakes, um, like the four inch cake or a six inch cake. I love doing um, you know smaller smaller things like that because I've done I've done a few larger cakes for showers and it is it is extremely stressful. Stressful. You know, you would go back and remember your wedding and your shower, and it's like, do you want to really, you know, you don't want to mess that cake up, you know, if it's for a birthday, but you know, that it's it's you know, doing those are, are really stressful. So I like to do like smaller, smaller things. Gotcha. And we were talking about this before we got started, but I know that you love your New York Yankees. You're you're a big New York Yankee fan, which I totally respect as a big Met fan, <laughs> and New York sports fan myself. But you take that passion and you take it up a notch and you, you, you know, you take that passion and put it towards your baking, your other passion. And that cake that you made, uh, take me out to the ballpark cake or was that, is that what it's called or something like that? It looks so incredible a- with the Cracker Jacks and everything. So talk to me about how you mix, you know, your love of sports into your love of baking. So, um, so there was a, uh, so we, it's kind of like a little family, the show. So I'm very good friends with a few of the people that were on the next season, including, you know, the people that are on my season. So there's one of the girls on the other season who's a huge baseball fan as well. And when COVID, you know, we had the lockdowns and the season was pushed back. We, we had talked about it before. We said, oh, let's do like a little collaboration and we'll, we'll put out something that's do the stuff. We'll bake something that's kind of baseball. And we kind of went with the same flavors, you know, buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. So you can't go wrong with it, you know, <laughs> with those two. So we decided to do something along those lines. We did something different and we were going to post it on opening day. Well, opening day didn't happen. So fast forward to July and this will never, ever happen in the history of baseball, but opening day of 2020 was on my birthday. So it kind of was a, a double whammy for me. And we, you know, posted our cake. So my cake has, um, I did a peanut and usually, you know, what a praline is done with like an almond or a hazelnut. I did mine with peanuts oh. and I added, added it to my frosting. And then I made some like cracker Jack type popcorn to go on the cake. Um, so that's how that, that came about, but I've done a couple of other things when Boston played the Yankees over in England I did a traditional um, English dessert called a Bakewell tart, which has got like a, like a frangipan, like an almond filling on it. And then there's frosting on top. And I put an NY in the middle of it. With, I did the pinstripes on it. Usually it's a feathered effect. So this one, I just did the blue pinstripes for the Yankees. And then this um, past year, I did my daughter's birthday cake and I did um, white French macarons and I painted on the, the red stripes to make them look like baseballs. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, when those, yeah, when those, when those, yeah, when baking and my love of baseball kind of collide, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, though. I love it. And to be honest with you, uh, you know, the Yankees have been going through a similar drought that the Mets have. You know, obviously the Mets drought's been going on since 1986. But um, you know, what what's it been like for you? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're used to seeing the Yankees in the World Series. You know. Yeah, we haven't lately, but you know, do you, you know, how many games you go to games, a few games during the we year? Do. I go, yeah, I go to a few games during the year. I, I but, um, you know, I watch them from my home, but yeah. I think as a Yankee fan, 
we are extremely spoiled that, you know, there aren't too many years where we're not in the playoffs. Um, so, you know, we, we get, we get spoiled when we don't get to, you know, the, the world series, it's, it's kind of a disappointment <laughs> for us. So uh, hopefully this year, you know, everything has been delayed now. So um, I'm just yeah. hoping everything starts on time and we have a normal baseball season <laughs> this year. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny. It, uh, <laughs> it's been driving me nuts and I can't believe I forgot about it, uh, just for the few minutes here, but yeah, the, the whole lockout at MLB has been absolutely insane. Absolutely. insane. Yeah. I really hope it gets straightened out soon because it's my favorite sport. I, love, I hope so too. I love watching it more yeah. than anything else. And, um, you know, I just, all I can hope is that, you know, soon here, <laughs> something gives. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> keep, so, keep those yeah, fingers I'm, crossed. I'm praying. I'm praying. Um, you know, when you get some free time, I know, you know, there's so much that you're doing so much going on, but when you get some free time, what do you really like to do? Oh boy. Other than baking, um, <laughs> more baking. <laughs> Like I said, I love to watch, I love to watch baseball. Like this is like the worst time of the year because there isn't, you know, anything on. It's like, you know, after that last game in October, it's like you go through withdrawal until then. So I love, I love watching baseball. I just love, love the sport. Um, I, I love to, to walk when the weather gets nice, I'm out walking. Um, you know, I'm trying to improve my photography skills, especially, you know, for stuff that I bake. Um, you know, just, just going to friends' houses, just hanging out. I just love, you know, to do stuff like that. Gotcha. And, you know, obviously baking is your passion. It's what you do. You've done it forever. But what do you love the most about what you do? It, it, it would be definitely baking for someone. When you bring something to somebody's house or somebody asks you to make something, that's, I, I think, you know, as a baker, we're, we've got a little bit of a, people pleaser in us. And, and, um, we, we bake for other people. That's, that's just how I am. We, I love to bake for other people. Gotcha. And you know, that kind of, I love friends, the TV show friends. I don't know if, if you've seen it or watch it or, or you like it, but, uh, Monica Geller, Courtney Cox. I remember this one episode where she was making candy for everyone in the apartment and they loved her candy and she kept doing it and doing it and doing it because people kept coming to her door and telling them, telling her how great it is. You know, right it was. It's like little drops of heaven. And she's like, did you hear that? It's like little drops of heaven and right back <laughs> in the kitchen and kept baking. So that, that's kind of what that reminds me of. So that, that's super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so where can the good people listening right now find you, your website, social media, and just everything like that. Definitely take this moment to, to plug yourself and, <laughs> and, and all that good stuff. So uh, my website is tinazacardi.com and um, you'll find, I don't have a ton, you know, I have some recipes out there so you can find some recipes of mine there. Um, I also have a page that kind of shows you all the different like morning little segments that I've done for TV. So that's fun if you want to just check it out. And um, if you, if there is a recipe, um, usually there's a recipe I have out there that's associated with what I do. So you can kind of see me kind of put it together. So if you're a little confused about, you know, a method or something, that's a good kind of reference. Um, I also, um, will list some, list some of the classes that I'm, that I'll be doing, whether it's at the library or at the Bronxville adult ed is out there. And on Instagram, I'm the Italian cookie <laughs> and, um, on Facebook, I'm Tina Zaccardi Bakes. 
Gotcha. Do you ever get sick of sweets? I wanted to ask you this. As someone who's always baking and sweets and this and that, do you ever get do you ever get sick of uh, you know maybe not of baking it, but of, of eating it or anything like that? Yeah, there there's there are times <laughs> where you've just had your 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 done yeah. and you're just yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really funny. I said this to somebody while we were filming the show. Um, I, I never I was never craving anything sweet. I was always looking for something salty or savory because it was just like you're looking at baking all day you're you're tasting as you go you're you're, you're tasting everybody else's stuff at the end and it's just like <laughs> yeah i never for i was never when we weren't in the tent i was never like craving sweets gotcha any tv shows or appearances that are coming up that you want to talk about or you just got to wait and see i have i don't know the exact date i have a filming i'm doing on um, the show in tampa I've got a couple of things scheduled, but I don't know what the exact dates are right now. So, gotcha. and usually I'll, I'll put them on my Instagram or in my stories if, if something is coming up. So. Gotcha. And I see food network has got a spring baking show and a baker in <laughs> Connecticut is going to be on it. And the first thing I thought was, man, we might, maybe we'll see Tina on this in the future sometime. Oh, I wish, I wish that would be, <laughs> that would be so great if I, if I could do that show. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's, so well, cool. We have somebody uh, local in Connecticut. Yeah, doing yeah someone, someone local in Connecticut. I just saw it on uh, newstimes.com today. Great. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, the wonderful Leanne Griffin, who handles uh, all things food for uh, Hearst Connecticut Media. She did the article. Great friend of the show. She does a great job. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to follow along on that person's journey. Yeah. And, and hey, maybe I'll see Tina on it sometime. You never know. Maybe. You great, never great, know. Great American <laughs> baker. You could just send the red, just, just put the resume under the door. <laughs> there you go. But uh, listen, Tina, thank you so much for joining me on Sweeten Up Podcast. Sweeten Up Podcast. I feel like it was perfect for you to come on the show. And I really, really appreciate your time. You are wonderful. And one last thing I ask my guests before they leave, and I've been doing this since season one. I'm doing it now in season two. It's not going to stop. And that is, you know, here in Connecticut, we're known for having the best pizza in the country. We have the pizza in New Haven. And I understand you're in New York, also has great pizza. Were there Have there been any times where you've been in New Haven and got to try the pizza? If not, no worries. I always ask that question because I know that, there's a few pizza places in New Haven, you know, Sally's Bar, Frank Pepe's. There's this big debate who's got the best. So if you've been in New Haven and if you tried some pizza up there, what places did you like? But what places do you get pizza around where you live? And what are some restaurants around you that you really enjoy going? Uh, because I like to, you know, give these people some recognition, especially with the times we're going through right now with COVID. Well, for, for pizza, um <laughs> I, I actually really like Frank Pepe's and we have one right here in Yonkers. So it's yeah. close, close to me within. I got within one in driving. Danbury. I'm in here in Danbury. Within, I got one pretty within close. driving distance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we've got a couple of, you know, a couple of restaurants in town that I like to, that I like to go to, but. Um, nice. Yonkers. I got another Yonkers guest. I like it. Yonkers. Uh, well, I'm, not in, I'm like, it's like 15 minutes from me. So. <laughs> no worries. That's so, great. Yeah. And any yeah. restaurants around you that you really you like to frequent or maybe people should check out? You know, I hate to <laughs> I hate to, you know, say this, you know, the places that I like. I mean, some, you know, sometimes people don't like the same thing that you like. So sure. um I think I might just leave it, leave it there. So I mean everybody <laughs> likes what they like. I don't want yeah. No worries. No worries at all. Well, listen, we like you. We like what you do. 
and everything that you got going on. Uh, You've done great things. You're definitely a total inspiration for people. Oh, thank you, Jeff. (laughs) Want to get into the, you know, who want to bake and and do what you do and everything like that. And it's always good to rally behind someone and follow someone who's, you know, been doing it for a little bit and doing it extremely well. And we really appreciate it. And thank you for coming on the show, giving us some of your time. Uh, I wish you all the best. Uh, Definitely would like to have you on the show, maybe down the road. We always like having returning guests. So thank you so much once again. The Italian cookie, Tina Zaccardi, joining us on Sweet Up Podcast. Thank you so much, Tina. I hope you have a great night. I hope the baseball season starts soon. Go Yankees, go Mets, and uh, thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, Jeff. Huge thanks once again to my guest on the podcast today, the wonderful Tina Zaccardi. Thank you so much, Tina, for coming on the show and sharing your love of baking, your journey to victory, and so much more. Wishing you nothing but the best, and I hope to get to try one of your delightful creations very soon. Yet again, another episode of Sweeten Up is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate your feedback and support. As a reminder, you can play the podcast with the help of your smart speaker by simply saying, play the podcast Sweeten Up with Jeff Spencer. Thank you as always to my best friends, the guys who make it all possible, post-production and music Morgan Lutzi, production and art director Kurt Vinci, editor and writer Nick Passacretta, and a special thanks as always to Devin Sapelli. My guest on the podcast next week is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. John Watson. John Watson is head brewer and owner of Watson Farmhouse Brewery, located in Southbury, Connecticut, and is also the head brewer at New Asylum Brewing Company on the Fairfield Hills campus in Newtown, Connecticut. John started brewing beer as a hobby after his wife Tracy gifted him a home brewing kit more than 25 years ago. He quickly became frequent with the homebrew competition circuit, meddling in the national homebrew competition with his recipes. In 2000, he was named New England Home Brewer of the Year and in 2004 earned Best of Show at the Masters Championship of Amateur Brewing. He has collaborated with a host of local commercial brewers from Willimantic Brewing, Captain Lawrence Brewing Company in Pleasantville, New York, and more. We covered it all, but until then, you know the deal. Stay safe, stay healthy, love you all, peace.